The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. We're going to go into the virtual world. Have uh, you or someone you know received a message online that you would deem to be harmful? It could be a direct message, a public tweet or an something in an online forum. A quarter of Irish children say they have experienced cyberbullying and many grown adults have left social media platforms as a result of the online abuse that they've suffered. Now, earlier this year, on the 15th of March, Commission Naman, that's the Media Commission, it's a terrible name, I don't know who thought of it, it was established. It's a multi-person body and it was introduced under the Online Safety and Media Regulations Act 2022. One of the key roles of the office is the Online Safety Commissioner who will be tasked with a, a big mission to make the online world a less harmful place. Now, News Talk's technology correspondent Jess Kelly has spoken to the Online Safety Commissioner and Jess is with me now. Uh, good morning, Jess. Morning, Pat. Commission, Commission Naman. Yes. What a name. Desperate. Anyway, it's there now and it's called that. It's yes. the Media Commission. We should probably refer to it in the more understandable. And I'm, uh, I speak Irish, yes. but I just don't like that name. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, y- you've been looking at it. I have, yes. So just to remind people what exactly it is. At the moment, there are five commissioners fronting it up. There is the executive chairperson, the broadcasting commissioner, uh, the media development commissioner, and then the online safety commissioner. Next week, a digital services commissioner is going to join the team. But each of these roles is there to try and tackle different areas. This body has replaced the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland and has obviously taken up new portfolios alongside the work that the BAI had been doing. And the role of the Online Safety Commissioner is one that's been sort of long sought after from online safety advocates, parents, and indeed many average citizens, uh, because it's seen to be a role that will tackle elements of the Wild West that exist online. This role is held, as I mentioned there a second ago, uh, by a woman called Neve Hodnett, uh, who is a qualified solicitor and has extensive experience from putting into place memorandum of understandings with the Gardaí and Interpol on blocking access to the Interpol list of child sex abuse material, introducing measures to protect people at risk of online gambling addictions. And most recently, uh, she was the chief legal and regulatory officer at Premier Lotteries, the operator of the National Lottery. Now, there's no denying, as you alluded to there, that this brief is pretty extensive. But when I spoke to her yesterday, Neve Hodnett outlined the overarching vision for this brand new role. So our plan is to reduce harmful content online. And how we're going to do that is by putting the basic building blocks for regulation in place this year. So that's the designating of the services for regulation, the video sharing platform service, and also adopting the binding online safety coach, which will set binding measures that video sharing platform services have to comply with once that's in place. That's going to take us this year to put in place. We've already stood up two projects in relation to that, and we've already started those. So we currently have a consultation, a public consultation on our website on the category designation of video sharing platform services. And we also have a wide call for inputs published as well on our website, where we're asking the public what should be in our first online safety code so that we can hear from the platforms themselves, but also civil societies, NGOs, government departments and indeed the public on what measures should be contained in our online safety code. So they're they're the two main projects we've established and we're already up and running with um, in our first year of operation because we were established on the 15th of March and we published our work plan on the 20th of June and we've kicked off those two key projects to put the basic building blocks of regulation in place for online safety this year. 
Yeah. Now, the way they design legislation, they they put it out there, they draw up a bill, then it goes to committee and that's where all the real work is mm. done. Um, they're not going to do that. They're not going to put out a code and let us all talk about it because that is the easiest way to get responses. Put it out there and let the public decide what they think is wrong with it. Well, what they're doing at the moment is they're calling for that input at this stage before the code is drafted up. So if you go on to Commissioner Man's website, you can go in and you can see that there is like a little uh, printout that I have on my desk and it, and it guides you through the elements that they are looking at. So whether that is uh, information that's already criminal to have online, if it's information that uh, is classifies, I suppose, as cyberbullying, uh, if there is content relating to anything to do with eating disorders, self-harm and so on. Um, but they're constantly looking for for input at the moment. Yeah. So they're calling for people to get in touch and give their views at this yeah. stage. Is, it, it would be better, in my view, to you know do a draft code and let us all talk about it and, and parse and anal- analyse it. Now, it's a, it's a huge thing, the mm. online safety code. It's It's very difficult to police, though, with arguments about free speech, freedom of expression, you know, one man's attitude to something is another man's prejudice, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's 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 very tricky. And it's something that I was very eager to get into with Neve because there's no shortage of examples of horrific online uh, based abuse. I know myself, you know, in recent weeks and over the last number of years, I'd received some tweets that I would constitute as harmful, abusive and in some instances threatening. And you've complained? I've complained on the platform, uh, but as far as I can remember, there were only two instances where action was taken by the platform. I also noticed recently that uh, one of the many changes that's occurred on Twitter over the last number of weeks is the nature of reporting abuse on the platform has shifted. Uh, The criteria under which you can categorise something to report has narrowed extensively. So I asked the Online Safety Commissioner, Neve Hodnett, what her office is planning to do to address issues of this nature. That's absolutely one of our areas of focus, Jess. So as you say, as well as the offence-based harms, um, cyberbullying is another type of harmful content to find under the Act. And in our call for inputs that we have out there on, on our website, we're asking um, what harmful content should we be focusing on in our first online safety code? And that's one of the harmful contents that we call out, so cyberbullying. But also in relation to the offence-based um, content, we also call out hate speech, harassment, um, as also types of harmful content that our online safety code will address. So these are absolutely areas of harmful content that our first online safety code will be seeking to address are things like safety by design and a child-centred approach. We'll also be looking at um, having effective complaint handling and content moderation systems in place with the platforms. Uh, One of the things that I'm very aware of is that the platforms, a lot of the platforms now use artificial intelligence in terms of judgment calls when it comes to, you know, me reporting somebody saying that I'm stupid or I'm whatever online. And because it's not one of the trigger words they've identified, it's found not to be in breach. Is it possible that your office will look for more human moderation alongside the artificial intelligence and to rebalance that seesaw slightly? Uh, it would be too early at this point to say what's going to be in the online safety code. Would we be prescribing a particular method, AI versus human content? I think there's a lot of benefits to both. Mm-hmm. When you have got AI content moderation, then it means that humans don't have to moderate or see um, some of the quite upsetting or triggering harmful content or illegal content online. Um, and also AI can get through an awful lot of content moderation quicker than a human reviewer can. So I, 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 I think it's too early to say at this stage, and I'm not sure we would be prescribing a particular 
particular um, approach or methodology because we'll be overtaken by technology if we were to mandate too strictly um, the balance between human and AI in terms of content moderation. But certainly there would always have to be in the appeals or in the complaints handling, human oversight and human intervention to be able to deal with, with those issues. Now, the use of the word harmful uh, seems mm. to be key in all of this. Uh, difficult to define when every single case I- is different. I mean, when they put something up, uh, these mock ads uh, telling people that I've made a fortune on cryptocurrency, yeah. for example. I mean, who's harmed by that? The Egypt who believes it? Yeah. Or me damaging my reputation? Yeah, and this is something that not only is that going to be protected uh, under the work of the Online Safety Commissioner, but also the Digital Services Act when that comes in. Um, but that definition around the word harmful is very important. From what I could see uh, from Commissioner Mann, it's defined as being racist, homophobic, sexist, transphobic, violent or personally abusive. But Pat, you know that... Personally abusive. <laughs> one thing that I could find upsetting could be waters, water of a duck's back for you. So how do we find that line? Because, you know, we have seen numerous examples of, you know, online abuse taking place, pylons happening, personal attacks happening... And that old attitude of, you know, suck it up or block it, it just isn't sufficient. We are constantly seeing this stuff going on. And I think one of the big dangers will be having a static code that will be too confining, I suppose, for the true nature of the online abuse. But as I said, the Office of the Online Safety Commissioner is currently carrying out public concentration, uh, consultation to and draw up this code. Now, one of the things that strikes me, though, uh, you know, when you do try to get something removed, as you've yeah. uh, tried to do, um, that it seems to take ages. Mm. And this, it frustrates me because things are posted with the speed of light. Yeah. It's a digital medium. It operates at the speed of light. And yet to get something down can take days or weeks or months. I mean, that is nonsense. That in this, like the, the advantage of the digital age is that it happens so rapidly. Mm. This is going to be part of the online safety code so that if something is uh, reported and if it is in breach, it will have to be removed in a timely manner and there will have to be transparency around the processes to remove that content. But for young people in particular, you know, if there is something going around online about a particular child uh, and that content is online, every second it's up. Sure. is doing damage. It's the same with defamation and so on. If you don't respond in a timely manner, the damage can be... See, ex- this is what I'd like to see, and I don't know, I'm sure you feel the same way. Something really damaging to a child uh, is posted there. Yeah. You see it, it's brought to your attention at 12 o'clock today. Yeah. You ring the office of this uh, Neve Hotnet mm-hmm. and you say, there's something damaged to my child. Neve says, okay, let's check it out. Yes, I see it there. I see it online. Okay, seven minutes past 12, they get onto Twitter. And eight minutes past 12, it's gone. That's what should happen. That That is in an ideal world. But the reality of the situation is that every second that I've been talking to you, how many posts have gone up online and how many different forums and how many different jurisdictions is that content uh, travelling across? And so it, it, there is an element of catching smoke here in terms of being able to stay across everything all of the time. But that's what this office and that's why the, t- the task before Neve Hodnett and her team is so significant because there's so much content to contend with. Okay. Um, do we have any more clips? Yeah. Well, one of the things that we touched upon with Neve there, we talked, we heard me asking her about the use of artificial intelligence in terms of content moderation. But as you know, Pat, because we've spoken about it before, the technology is evolving faster than the legislation can catch up in some instances. So I asked her how will she and her team ensure that the code isn't left behind in the race against innovation? 
if we are too prescriptive, it will be overtaken by innovation probably faster than our Incas try in our first online safety code. So for that reason, it'll be important to embed principles um, as opposed to maybe too prescriptive an approach in relation to the online safety code, a principle-based code, um, and also I, the Digital Services Act takes a risk-based approach. So the platforms, for example, have to conduct risk assessments and take mitigating measures uh, to show how they are addressing those risks. Um, the danger of being too prescriptive in relation to a code or legislation or otherwise is that there is innovation and there is development of technology happening faster than we can keep pace either as regulators or legislators. Uh, so it is very important to have that principle-based approach. But I think a principle such as safety by design and a child-centered approach, privacy by design, security by design, these principles can be used um, regardless of the development of technology or, or the pace of change. We expect to have the designation of the online safety code in place by the end of the year, and so we'll be able to take enforcement action next year and be able to handle complaints towards the end of next year. Um, in relation to the Digital Services Act, that applies for the very large online platforms and search engines from the 25th of August of this year. So they're already taking steps to come into compliance in relation to that. So I, I do think that um, we're already starting to see measures be adopted by platforms to bring themselves into compliance with the Digital Services Act so that they're in a good place from the 25th of August of this year. Um, and we'll continue to see further improvements once the online safety codes are in place at the end of this year, because the platforms won't wait till, you know, they will start taking measures in, in advance, as they have been doing, and building on their existing um, trust and safety measures. And that's Neve Hodnett, uh, the Online Safety Commissioner, talking to Jess Kelly. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.